This is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 52, Creating Traditions. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Before we get started today, I just wanted to check in with you to make sure you've signed up for my free tapping series, Tapping into the Holidays. If you have not heard of tapping, then go back to episode 50 and have a listen. Then if you want to try it out, there's still time. We have two sessions left, one tonight, December 15th, and one on December 17th. And these are just short 30-minute sessions where I teach you a bit about tapping and lead you through a tapping session that's geared towards helping you reduce some of the stress and overwhelm that we typically all tend to feel this time of year. So come and join me. The link to sign up is in the show notes, or you can head over to my Instagram or Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching and sign up there. It will be lots of fun, and I promise you, you you'll learn a little something about tapping. So today's episode, we are in the midst of holiday season. And I know that in my family, it is a time for traditions. And this year, we have almost all of our kids coming home. We already have one who's home. And we have a couple that are arriving this coming weekend. We have one who's working out west and he's staying out there. But we are going to have four others and their partners all home. So it's going to be a full house. The past couple of years, things have been really different for us, not only with COVID, as I'm sure it's been different for you and your family, but just because my family is in a constant state of transitions. I had one stepson who got married and was in the U.S. waiting his green card. So you're not allowed to travel while you're waiting. And I had another son who was on a mission for our church. So we have not been all together for the holidays for quite some time. And it will probably be a couple of years before everyone can be together again. But that is why today's topic is such an important one to me, because I think it is a way of staying connected with each other. So we're going to be talking about creating traditions. And I do link traditions to the holiday season because that's when a lot of people have them. But as you talk, as we talk, you'll see that traditions are so much more than for the holidays. And traditions, there's something that I hold quite close to my heart. So I'm going to get a little personal with you and share with you why they are so important to me. Some of my personal views I'm going to share with you up front, and then I'm going to dive into the research. Because guess what? The research supports that having traditions helps you build your resilience. So we definitely want to go there and explore. As I've mentioned a few times, my family is a blended family. We've been, uh, my husband and I have been married for almost 14 years and we have five kids all together, the youngest being 16 and a half. I have two stepsons, a stepdaughter, and then two sons. And we also have a daughter-in-law and we're about to gain two more as well. So we have three last names in our family. My husband and his kids share a name. My sons have their dad's name and I have just always kept my maiden name. So with the three names, it can be kind of confusing. So we created the CDF family. C for my husband's name, D for my last name, F for my boy's last name. Our kids were all really young when we got together, but I still saw that there was some of this, you know, well, we used to do it this way or we used to do it that way. 
And rather than make it like Rob's family and my family, we created the CDF family. So it was very deliberate on our part. And our kids started to identify with being part of the CDF family. We even have a big C, D, and F in our kitchen. And along with our last name, each letter represents a certain value that we want to uphold as our CDF family member. We have people who address us as the CDF family when we get letters in the mail, especially around Christmas time. They're usually addressed to the CDF family. So we really took it on and created it as part of our identity. Now, along with the CDF family, what we did is we deliberately created a whole bunch of new traditions. And again, we did that because when we were first married, there was a lot of, well, we always did it this way or we always did it that way. And so now we decided, well, we're going to do it the CDF way. And we slowly but surely started to create our own ways, our own traditions. Now, these traditions range from everyday or every week rituals, like dinner time or weekly family nights. We had quote of the week, sleepovers in the basement, reading in bed, Dairy Queen visits, even certain shows that we watched together. And during the holidays, we created new traditions too. They range from Christmas traditions, like making certain Christmas baking, how we get and decorate our tree, our quiet Elfie, who's our elf on the shelf, who's a very funny, humorous, quiet Elfie, our pajama drive to bring friends cookies, all the kids get ornament each day. So there's so many different things that we created specifically around our Christmas. And then other holidays, we decided to build some traditions too, like around Valentine's Day and birthdays, we have traditions. So we have like a steak and poutine dinner on Valentine's Day and each kid gets a yearly album that I pull together of all the photos of them the past year. Now, before you start thinking this is way too much, I will tell you that it tapers off there for the holidays. Some of the other holidays, because we're a blended family, we don't have a lot of consistency. So things like Easter, Thanksgiving, we're pretty slack on and we just roll with it. Sometimes we will do certain things and we try to do them in a tradition-like way, but other times we just do whatever comes up. So things aren't always set in stone. Now, outside of holidays, we also have created some traditions to make it uniquely part of our family. So for example, we're big on travel in our family. We have some travel traditions. We have an alone trip, which we take each child on. It was supposed to be around their 16th birthday, but with COVID, we have one child who is almost 19 and still hasn't gone on his 16th trip, but hopefully, fingers crossed, it's coming up. We have specific food and activities we do when we rent a beach house in the Outer Banks. We have specific photos that we take. We do specific things when we're on vacation, like getting up for sunrise and searching for thin moments and thin places. So there's so many things that we have built in as part of who we are as a family. And you may be thinking it's exhausting or too much, but what traditions did for us is it created a very unique identity where all our kids had a place of belonging in our family. We were all on equal CDF ground, not one family taking over another family. It was the creation of our whole new family. And while it wasn't easy, I think it has been so worth it, especially as we welcome new members into our family, they're welcomed into our CDF family tribe. So while I've personally seen the benefits of traditions, I am truly a believer in deliberately creating traditions, as well as carrying on ones that came from your own family. I'm not the only one that thinks they're pretty great. 
So I want us to look a little bit more at what the expert says and what research shows us about why upholding traditions may be important for you to do in your family as well. Dr. Stephen J. Wolin, who's a psychiatrist at the Family Research Center at George Washington University, is a leader in the research of family rituals. And he said, Casting an anthropologist's eye on rituals of family life, the researchers find that when families preserve their rituals, their children fare better emotionally, even in the face of disruptive problems like alcoholism. If you grow up in a family with strong rituals, you're more likely to be resilient as an adult. So since we talk all about building resilience, I thought creating rituals and traditions is such an important thing to talk about so that we can help foster resilience. So this new understanding has led some therapists to help families establish rituals and traditions as a way to heal family tensions. And psychologists see the benefit of these rituals, and they urge families to create their own. The family rituals that provide psychological sustenance range from daily routines, like reading children a book at bedtime, to traditions like going to the same place for a vacation every year, to celebrations like Thanksgiving and graduations, to going to a church or synagogue regularly. Now, some families have offbeat rituals like an unbirthday party, celebrated at a time of year when no family member has a birthday. And while such rituals may have obvious value in expressing a family's religious beliefs or a cultural legacy, the research shows that in the long term, there is also psychological value. And Dr. Wollen said, it's really unclear whether family rituals are a sign of an already strong family or they play a crucial role in adding strength to the family. He says that it's unclear whether the advantage comes from the rituals themselves or whether the rituals are a marker of some other healthy capacity in family traditions. And I look at it and I think, well, it's probably a little bit of both, that we can strengthen our family by creating traditions and traditions will strengthen an already strong family. So what are the actual benefits of these rituals or traditions? So I'm going to run through a couple of the benefits that they have cited in the research. Overall, firstly, traditions teach and reinforce your family values. So holidays are a great opportunity to pass along to your children the values that you think are important. So attending a Christmas Eve church service will reinforce the importance of faith and the true meaning of Christmas. A game night can reinforce the importance of family time. Preparing boxes of love or serving at a soup kitchen can reinforce the importance of serving others. Traveling reinforces the importance of downtime, adventure, and learning. So whatever you hold true as a family value, you can reinforce that value by implementing and creating traditions around it. Secondly, traditions provide a source of identity. And this is what Rob and I were trying to do when we started creating all things CDF. Now, most families begin to establish their rituals while their children are preschoolers. They'll set up traditions around holidays like Christmas and Halloween. And by the time the children are four or five years old, families are able to stabilize daily rituals like dinner time and bath time and bedtime. Now, for children between the ages of five to seven, it's said that rituals are particularly important as a stabilizing force in their life. Their family rituals give children a sense of security and how their family works together, which is crucial in their own sense of identity. Whether your traditions reinforce your family, your faith, or even your culture, 
they help establish a sense of this is us. This is what we do. This is who we are. We are the CDFs and we always do blah, blah, blah on Christmas. In other words, you have a place where you belong. And I think that's also really important when it comes to the teen years. Even though I think there's a period of time when the kids will roll their eyes and they will look like they're not enjoying things, I see now as my kids are older, they want to come home to return to those traditions. It does give them that identity. This is a place where they belong. They are part of your family tribe. The third thing traditions do is they help families bond closer together. Now, the research shows that families that celebrate repeated traditions report stronger emotional connections and unity than families that don't. They are also a great way to build the intergenerational connections with extended family. Being able to share with traditions that were passed down is a great way for your kids to feel connected to the generations before them. So my kids know that there are many aspects of the way that we do Christmas Eve that are similar to the way I did some of my Christmas Eve growing up with my grandparents. And it's a nice way to share with them that these are traditions that we are passing along. Now, of course, you can add things and we definitely have added and changed things. And I'm sure that my kids will do the same. But it's nice to know that there are certain things that get carried forward. The fourth way that traditions help is that they ensure that people take time for emotional connection. Now, earlier studies on traditions focused on families with severely disruptive forces like an alcoholic parent, and they showed that family rituals were proving to be beneficial for children in general. What traditions can do is teach children in the most rudimentary way the importance of making a plan and seeing it through even when other temptations like a tempting television show come along. And traditions ensure that people take time for emotional connection in the midst of busy holiday planning and celebrating. It's all too easy for the holiday to slip by without really being present with your loved ones. Additionally, as your children grow older, Having lasting traditions are essential for maintaining the emotional connections and closeness. So you really can bond over traditions. And what I did notice is that sometimes I would want to skip out on something and I'd be thinking, oh, hopefully they won't remember. And my kids have memories and they won't let me forget. So they'd be like, no, we have to do it this way. We do it this way every year. And so it really does show them the importance of making that plan and seeing it through, sticking with it, even when there are other temptations. We'll talk in a minute, though. You also need to build some flexibility in because traditions are supposed to be uplifting and bringing you together and not stressing you out. So we'll get to that in a moment. Now, fifthly, traditions create lasting memories for children. Ellen Galinsky, who is co-founder of Families and Work Institute, she described a survey in which she asked children what they would remember most about their childhood. And most of the children responded by talking about the simple everyday traditions like family dinners, holiday get-togethers, and bedtime stories. And traditions help create this warm, nostalgic feelings that we get when we think back to our childhood. I know that for my kids that have left home, it's some of the everyday simple things that they miss. Nothing fancy, but the things that were predictable and they associate certain memories too. Number six. Traditions provide kids with security. 
So part of the power of rituals like dinner time is that they appear to offer kids a sense of stability and security. They're dependable anchors despite chaos in other areas of life. The familiarity of regular rituals and traditions can provide children with comfort in the midst of turmoil. One friend said that when her kids were little and life felt upside down due to a divorce, their holiday traditions brought a sense of stability to her children and traditions that they still wanted to observe even now that they're all adults. Now, number seven, traditions and rituals help kids fare better emotionally and psychologically. In a study of 240 college students and 70 of their parents, the more meaningful they felt their family rituals to be, the more positive was the student's sense of themselves and the better able they were to bear up the stresses of a freshman year. Students whose families valued rituals had lower levels of anxiety and fewer signs of physical distress like headaches than did those students from families who also placed great value on rituals but had no such severe problems at home. So it was noted if you have chronic stress in the family, rituals take on a much more powerful effect. The eighth thing traditions can do is they are a chance to celebrate whatever makes your family unique. So think about your family values, your sense of humor, the philosophies. And Ellie Lissista of the Gottman Institute said that incorporating ideas that are meaningful to and have purpose for the unique purpose of your family is important. It's for the unique personality of your family that you're trying to create. So try to personalize your traditions to your specific family members in creative ways. And a great way to do this is really by letting your children help determine what you do and how you're going to do it. And I know for us, that was key. We talked about what we wanted our family to do and our kids enthusiastically participated when they were younger. And of course, I think it's natural for them to get a little less enthusiastic as they get older. But now as young adults, I'm starting to see the light again. Now, the thing that you really want to focus on is traditions should not make you feel stressed out and overwhelmed. You don't need to have a tradition for everything. Your tradition can be super simple. Keep the ones that leave family members feeling peaceful, emotionally satisfied, and closer to each other. So you might be asking, okay, how do I start? Where do I start? And while I think you need to be deliberate with choosing to want to create traditions and deliberate in actually creating them, again, you want it to be flexible. You don't want to be forcing traditions. You want them to be things that everyone enjoys and not dreads. So I would first start with thinking about the traditions you already have. You may be surprised at how many you do. So keep those ones doing. Label those as traditions because that is what gives people that sense of belonging. You then may want to sit down and think about what some of the values are in your own family. What do you want your family to focus on? What is important to you? And if you were to fast forward your life, what would you hope you're still doing and hope that you are doing now? So you really want to fast forward into the future and think, what do I want those days to look at? What traditions do I want to carry forward? And make sure you don't go overboard. Start simple especially if you're starting new traditions. Introduce one thing at a time and then be flexible. Did it go over well? Did people like it? Was it easy? Does it add or take away? I know when we were trying out some potential traditions, some just didn't stick and others did. So it's best if you just totally go with the flow. 
So I've introduced a lot of different ideas for you with a lot of backing as to why creating traditions can be an important thing for your family. The one thing that I do want to note is it may be hard to establish them at the beginning. It may seem like a lot of work, but there's actually some relief down the road when you just keep redoing the same traditions. It takes a lot less brain power at a later date. You don't have to come up with new things all the time. So while there's a lot of effort up front, sometimes it makes it so much easier down the road. That's what I have for you today. I hope you have fun with this topic. I would love to hear what some of your fun traditions are. So make sure you send me a message, pop over to Instagram at Leah Davidson Life Coaching and let me know what are some of your fun traditions. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.